Are you thinking about retirement, planning for it, ready for it? Do you have a list of things you want to do in retirement? Maybe a second career? Let's peek inside the mind of a boomer. This is Boomer Randomness, a podcast dedicated to the baby boom generation with random observations about boomer life from boomers, including topics like music, movies, memories, marriage and divorce, retirement, bucket lists, kids and grandkids, travel, medical crap that old people talk about, and a whole lot more. Here is your Boomer host, Bernie Lucas. During this season, I'm bringing in guests to some of the episodes, starting with some Boomer friends. In the last episode, we heard from my longtime friend and retiree, Sherry Bracken, who retired from a first career, moved from California to Hawaii, stumbled into a second career, and is now retired from that one, too. This episode is the rest of that conversation. This is something a lot of boomers do in retirement is travel. And I, I've, I've heard of some of your, well, I've seen that we've been face-to-face for one of your travels. And, uh, and I've heard of others. And I guess you started before retirement with some of the travel, but... Is that something that you do a lot of now, or do you see a lot of other boomers you know doing a lot of travel? I do have several friends here on the island who are quite eager to get back to traveling once COVID was over. That said, um, I find travel a bit more of a hassle now. You know, any any place we go, if we want to go to the mainland, you're starting with a five-hour trip to the mainland, and then wherever you're going beyond that, I do want to see my family and do that. But living in Hawaii, let me tell you, my life is pretty relaxing. And hey, don't laugh now that I have my little doggy. I hate to leave my doggy. Uh-huh. I'm not laughing. So, mine mine was just barking right in through the door a minute ago. Uh, yeah, well, she wants to come in. Yeah. I think that we have traveled in the past. And I do like cruises, for example, and I know you're going to go on an Alaska cruise, and yeah. I've been to Alaska twice. I cannot recommend that highly enough. Yeah. And that kind of travel is fun. But I also, right now, as we are recording this, we're seeing a resurgence of COVID where I have several friends here on the island who have had or recently had COVID, and it's like they're getting it worse than they used to. So I'm a little... Um, leery about travel. It wouldn't stop me from traveling. It's mostly laziness and the fact that I just love waking up every morning and looking out my window at the ocean and just living the kind of relaxing, relatively speaking, life that we have. I mean, I feel so lucky to be here in Hawaii. Uh, you live in paradise. I laugh when it, when you go somewhere else. It's like you're already there. I know. <laughs> I know. And during COVID, we had the lowest death rate which was kind of comforting. Like I said, people are getting it and we've had some outbreaks here and that's kind of daunting. So for me, I don't have as much of a desire to travel, but that said, before COVID, my husband and I, or I traveled quite a bit. I traveled for work all over the US and internationally and traveled for pleasure too. So yeah. I'm happy that I got in a lot of travel, particularly before we had the kind of travel restrictions we have now. Yeah. And And frankly, right now, every plane is just packed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
aging slows us down too. You know, I mean, even if it you're 100% healthy, it's still, it slows us down. And it's, I don't know if, I mean, I certainly saw it with my parents. I knew it was coming, but I don't know if I was really ready for it. You know, how about you? I, yeah, I am surprised when I lack stamina to just go, go, go like I always did. And it, the other, just the other day, another friend at tennis who's slightly older than I said, she's really surprised that she doesn't have, and, and she's noticing that she doesn't have the same kind of stamina that she used to. And I noticed that too. On the other hand, as a retired person, I can take a nap in the afternoon, which I've always liked, but still, you know, it's a little more effort to lug that suitcase for travel. And I try to take fewer things and I, I just try to be more judicious about things. And I pay attention way more than I used to, to things like, where am I walking? I have friends who have fallen and I don't want to be that person. And it's amazing to me that I'm saying that I'm old enough to have that happen, but you know that too. Oh yeah. yeah Even I mean, though you're younger than I am. Yeah. yeah, Eight months. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, and I have multiple sclerosis so that even though it's pretty mild compared to most people that, that have it, um, it's still, it, it affects my mobility and I use the wheelchair option in airports now, which I, my ego would not let me do for a long time. And I finally did. And I can't do it any other way now, really, you know, so it's, and it's affected, it's affected a lot of, a lot of things. It's, it's small, you know, on its own, but overall it's, it, it affects when I want to travel or if I want to go certain places, you know, and that really bothers me because this is a, this is the time where I have the time to, to do all of this stuff, but you know, aging has, has slowed that down. The other thing that I find that I like less as I've gotten older, and it's not just since retirement, but I don't really like crowds. You and I can remember the time where we were going to concerts mm -hmm. and being with large groups of people. And I don't like standing in line. I see no reason to do that for anything. If the restaurant has a line, I can find another restaurant. And I don't like going to places with jam-packed groups of people. Yeah. And that's not just because of COVID. It's just inconvenient. Yeah, that's it. You know, and some people have fear of flying. I have fear of inconvenience on travel. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I completely agree. Yeah. You know, and I your wheelchair option also gets you through TSA a lot faster. So oh, that's a pretty cool option. Five minutes versus 50 minutes. The last time I flew, when I was, well, yeah. when I flew to, we, we, we met in Chicago, sadly, for a memorial for a mutual friend who had died. But that flight going there, it's like, I couldn't believe how long the TSA line and I'm being wheeled right past it all. And I didn't, it's like, okay, I feel bad for you guys, but I feel good for me because you know what? I could not have stood yeah. in that line for that long. I was at the airport exactly. early enough. I wouldn't have missed the flight, but I couldn't, st I can't stand that long. Well, I just like to say you're pointing out some of the benefits of getting older. Uh, and there's you, that senior discount sometimes. There senior is. Discounts are fun. There is that. It's, yeah, I used to not want that i i never wanted to use the handicap hang tag now i've got one in both cars it's like no way i know where i know where every handicap spot in my neighborhood is and i know the time of, the time of day when they might be full you know based on proximity to a local watering hole for example this is the boomer randomness podcast bucket lists did you did you <laughs> did you have one uh, years ago, uh, or 
do you have one or do you even think of things in terms of, you know, a list of things you want to do or accomplish or whatever before you kick the bucket? No bucket list. And I really never have had one. I feel like I'm more a person of spontaneity in a way like, whoa, that sounds fun. Let's do that. But no, I don't really, you know, and I guess part of it is, as I mentioned, I had the opportunity early on to travel and I got to go to a lot of cool places. I probably could have gone to more cool places, but you didn't mention, I met my husband in Paris, which was very random and it wasn't actually at the Paris airport. So it wasn't like we were in Paris, but yeah, I've had the opportunity to go on a houseboat trip through Paris with friends and I was able to both work and travel socially to Italy and Japan and England and France. And, you know, I've been some places, not all the places there are. Yeah. And I'd like to point out, I have several retired friends who are very much into travel. They don't mind the hassle of travel and they are doing all kinds of bucket list things, including a friend who just is returning from a 40,000 mile cruise where they went (sighs) every place and they were on the ship for i think four months wow this alaska this alaska cruise we're gonna take next year is like eight days it's like and that's 40 days wow although you know it's funny I I i was comparing bucket lists with with jennifer my fiance and and a couple of things were on both of our lists and alaska cruise being being one um, but you know, we were just we were thinking at some point, and for me, this was something in my twenties that occasionally surfaces back up on a list. But something I wanted to do in my twenties, and I don't know if you remember back when we met, I had a big bright yellow van, and, <laughs> and right, uh, and it was I was going to outfit that thing to live in, and I, my bucket list item, which I didn't call it that at the time, was to spend six months just traveling around the country in that in that van and you know the modern day version of it is to spend a month on the road somewhere but just kind of driving where do we want to go today and and not long you know i used to do these marathon you know i lived in in milwaukee and i'd go home to new orleans and i'd drive it straight through 18 hours like i don't do that anymore but you know we were and jennifer and i were talking about this and she's she and i didn't even realize this was kind of her thought too you know, like a Winnebago style vehicle for a month and just traveling around. She hasn't been to a lot of the states. I've been to 45 of them. I think she's been to 20 and she wants to see them all. And it's like, yeah, we have the same thing on a bucket list item, but it's a matter of actually trying to do that. I have friends who are in fact doing just what you said. They've flown from Hawaii to the mainland. They have RVs and they are traveling all around. And that actually is something that I would like to do, particularly to national parks. I've seen several national parks. You know, I grew up in California, going to Yosemite all the time, for example, and that I like, and I like the national parks. But in my case, and a a warning for people who are younger, do that kind of thing while you can. My husband is a bit disabled and it would be too difficult for him to do that now. So take advantage of traveling and doing things that require physical mobility while you do have the opportunity because Bernie, as you know, you never know when something will happen that changes your ability to do physical things. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like something I've said in earlier podcasts. It's like find that balance between 
planning for the future and living for the day and do the, do the things today that you can do. And even before retirement, what's funny with the boomer age range, I mean, boomers currently are between 59 and 77. That's an 18 year spread. That's, that's a big spread at 59. You're probably not retired yet. And you may be at the peak of your career, which also means you're at the peak of working 60 hours instead of 40 in some careers. Um, or, or if it's a physically demanding career, you can do, you can do that now, but you don't have time to, you know, break from that and travel, or maybe you don't have the resources at this point. And then when you get to around 77, you might be past the ability to do that. One thing that we do have that, say, our parents generally did not is we do have more longevity. You know, people are living healthier lifestyles. So I always thought my parents were old at the age I am now. Gee, I thought they were old 20 years before the age that I am now. Same here. But, but, But we are living longer and we're healthier, so we still can do things as we get older. I just like to mention, I play tennis with a woman who is going to turn 90 in a couple months. And she gets better with age. Most of us don't, but you know, you can't complain when you play tennis with somebody who's 90 and she manages to play tennis pretty well. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. I'm just trying to get up to the point where I can walk to my, to my wine bar again, (laughs) (laughs) which is only like a a half a mile from here. But that also reinforces that point about do try to do these things when you can, uh, and, right? You know, and while and while you can. Boomer randomness. I'm Bernie Lucas. We're talking with my longtime friend Sherry Bracken about retirement. Is someone who's maybe just in either the the youngest end of boomerdom, which would be 59 right now, or someone maybe a little bit younger. In terms of thinking, is that too early or how early is too early to be thinking about and maybe planning for some kind of retirement? Let me just say, when I joined South Central Bell, I was 24 years old. And at that time, I made a conscious decision to put all the money I could into my retirement account so I would be capable financially of retiring when I got to be at a young age, like 60 so I think you should start planning for your financial part of retirement immediately. And I mean, truly fund everything you can. So beyond the financial part of planning for retirement, which I think one should do from an early age, just enjoy the working experience, make friends, enjoy those friends. Think about what you might want to do in the future if you do think you want a second career. And, you know, just enjoy life is all I have to say. Retirement for me is a really good thing, but also most people don't necessarily work that close to where they live. So always get involved with local entities where you live, meaning I think it's a really healthy thing to support nonprofit entities. Find one or two that kind of suit your particular needs, get involved with them close to where you live. So when you do retire, there is that outlet because I think it can be a pretty big shock if you retire and have suddenly nothing. You know, in my case, I live in a very small town, really. The big island is small. So my work and my social and my nonprofit is all kind of in one place. But I think that's pretty important for people who maybe don't live near where they work. Very good advice. Sherry Bracken, my friend of decades, who's 
Very like, many decades. Who's eight months older than me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I knew that would come up. But at least you're saying, at least you're quantifying it. It's not like I'm really older than you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're the same age. It, it, you know, it, yeah. I, I would never... I, I didn't tell most people at work my age until literally the day I retired. And my boss, who's 57, I think, was shocked when I said, this is last year. It's like, I'm 72. What? He just thought I was retiring early. You know, he thought I was like 60. And I just you know, decided to retire early. I said, no, no. Blessed with the family genetics and and other just being healthy kind of stuff. You know, it's not... This isn't, this isn't like when our parents were this age, like you said a little while ago, Right. you know, it's like, it seemed your parents at this age seem so old and you know, we're not. Right. No, we're not. But again, that's keeping active all one's life and being ready for whatever comes along. Yeah. So. Sherry Bracken, I appreciate your time talking about boomer stuff. You're my friend for life, Bernie. Thank you. So let's close this episode with a few questions and thought starters related to retirement. Are boomers traveling more? Uh, Looks like there's a gray tsunami. That's a term given to the post-COVID boom in senior travel. The resurgence statistics are based in part on the increased sales of travel insurance, according to a travel insurance company called Seven Corners. Boomers are living longer and many have the financial resources to travel as they get older. Europe is the number one destination, especially the UK and Italy, followed by Mexico and Costa Rica. Something else I plan to explore in future episodes is boomer mobility. In other words, do boomers move to different places compared to their, our parents? It's a lot of talk about where you're going to retire to, that kind of stuff. So we'll try to find some trends. We'll also look at some uh, downsizing trends. I'm Bernie Lucas, and as always, thanks for listening, and please spread the word about the Boomer Randomness Podcast. See you next time. Here's what's coming up on Boomer Randomness. What's next? I don't know what's next. I'm working on a few things. We'll just call the next episode a surprise. How's that? Maybe something spontaneous. Learn more about Boomer Life at BoomerRandomness.com. Check us out on the Boomer Randomness Facebook and on Twitter at Boomer Random One. Okay, Boomer, thanks for listening. And tell everyone you know about Boomer Randomness. <laughs>